When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network. Jose Young's here with MMAfighting.com, standing next to a man who needs no introduction, the legendary Teddy Alice here inside the T-Mobile Arena. Now, UFC 264 just wrapped about an hour ago. A little bit of chaos at the end, so we're obviously going to have to start with that. Conor McGregor lost to Dustin Poirier after everyone here witnessed what we believe is his ankle. Dana White says it's his lower tibia snapped in half. What was your immediate reaction upon witnessing that? Another very unfortunate and gruesome, quite honestly. They're always gruesome, you know, difficult injury. Uh, whether it's in football where you see the quarterbacks, Joe Dyson going way back and Lawrence Taylor when he, you know, when he tackled him and other guys, and or when you've seen guys like Anderson Silva, you know, deal with these kind of injuries, it's difficult to see it. And unfortunate, because you want to see it play out to its conclusion without an injury. But um, up to that point, the one thing that I did take from it in my primitive way, you know, being that I always defer to the brilliant people that you guys have covering MMA, I would never disrespect the sport or those fighters. I, I know boxing, but I do know fighting. And, um, but I don't know the MMA, obviously, to the level that you guys do. But I know that in my business, it's always about geography. Who wins the battle of geography? You know, who gets to the area, the real estate, that is prime real estate for them, for their skills. Mm -hmm. And for me, the way I evaluate it, it wasn't too hard to do, is for, for Connor to win, he had to own the real estate on the outside. He's a great counterpunch. He's a pure counter. I think people forget that. I think they started to make him into a sink and destroy missile. But he was brilliant as a counterpuncher. That, that's how he made his bones. You know, he struck across the, the sky like a meteor uh, in this business. And it was counterpunching, taking advantage of guys making mistakes, making them make mistakes and making them pay for their mistakes at a range, at a distance. He had long arms. You know, the guys that have long arms, they can be good swimmers. And they go in there and they become great swimmers. You, you put them in the right sport. He, he was able to be a great counterpuncher with his long arms. There was a reason why he was actually winning after four rounds against the great Floyd Mayweather, because he was able to use his long arms to keep a great counterpuncher from countering. Because if you keep him out of range and you keep him out of distance, there's nothing to counter. So for me, it was going to be, I make it very simple, geography. It was going to be, if Connor's going to win, he's got to keep range. And he's got to get Poirier somehow to make mistakes and be able to play the counterpunch game. For Poirier, if he's going to win, he needs to get close. You know, he's got shorter arms. So both on the striking and on the floor game, as far as on the mat, obviously he's superior on the mat. I don't have to go into, you guys know all about that, jujitsu and with the grappling and everything else. 
Either way, he had to be in tight. And for Connor, he had to be loose on the outside. And the geography was being won in that first round by one guy, Poirier. Now, what did you make of Connor's comments immediately after? He was still on the canvas. He said, I was boxing him up until my legs snapped in half. He's calling for the rematch. He called out Dustin Poirier's wife again. Just, we just spoke with Dustin Poirier just a few minutes ago. He said, we're going to fight again, whether it's in the octagon or on the sidewalk. Are you interested in a fourth fight between these two men? And do you agree with Connor's assessment that he was indeed boxing up Dustin Poirier until his legs snapped in half? I believe that Connor was better prepared. His energy level was higher. Uh, you know, he, there, was, there was more urgency, uh, more maybe desperation quite frankly, but definitely more urgency, uh, higher level of energy and more prepared. He, you know, he was, he was using kicks. He was, he was trying to do to Dustin what Dustin did to him a little bit the first time, take the legs away, uh, you know, and, but at the end of the day, for him, I, I thought he went over the line. Uh, you know, for me, you have a responsibility to, act like a champion, fight like a champion in the ring or in the cage, but then behave like a champion in the cage and outside the cage or outside the ring. Behave. It's not just about, you know, the fighting ability. It's about you behaving like a fighter, a fighter of that elk, a fighter of a champion mode. And there's a responsibility. You remember all those Nike commercials years ago and everybody, Charles Barkley, I love Charles Barkley, he's the greatest. And all those guys, they say, I don't want to be a role model and all that. But whether you like it or not, you know, you have a responsibility to behave like a champion, to behave like someone, because someone's watching. You are a leader. You, you like it or not, you're a leader. Mm -hmm. And you do have a responsibility. And I'll take it a little further. Some people are gonna think this is complex and maybe they won't agree, maybe they won't like it, what the heck. But, um, you know, at the end of the day, it's what I believe. I believe that there's a physical strength and there's an emotional strength and a spiritual strength, just a, a core strength of who you are. And I believe that that's been a part of the strength of, of Poirier. He's developed, he's evolved in a lot of ways from what he was seven years ago when he lost that first time to come, almost seven years ago. He's evolved in so many ways and to his credit. But to me, his character, he's, his greatest attribute has been his resiliency. To me, that's, that's not something that, that's got to do with striking or with grappling or jujitsu. It's got to do with character. It's got to do with the substance of you. And to me, that's part of his strength. That's, that's part of what got him here. And to me, maybe you judge people by longevity. And Connor, I don't know if he's gonna wind up having the longevity that Maybe you need to be really one of the greats. And I really believe, I'm not knocking him. He's been brilliant. He's been a meteorite. But your character, your substance, your choices are part of that strength and part of what lends towards longevity. It, 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 it is. It's connected to it. It really is. It, it, it is part of your inner core of strength. And some people have less or more. And that's something where I think that tonight, Connor didn't show well in that area. He, he, he didn't show well in that area with his behavior sure. afterwards. One final one on this fight. 
is this enough of a conclusion for this trilogy fight? Boxing, we've had a number of story trilogies. It's still relatively new in mixed martial arts. We've had a lot, but they've had definitive endings not like this. Can fight fans officially put the Conor McGregor and Dustin Poirier rivalry behind them, or do we have to do this a fourth time? Of course they can put it behind them. That's their choice. <laughs> you know, if they want, they got to pay the bill, sure. right? You know, that's their choice. But we talk in real terms here. Um, but, you know... When you're iconic, and, and he got to that iconic place, you know, uh, Connor, where you're an iconic guy, you're one of those rare breeds. Arturo Gatti was that in my business. Mike Tyson was that in my business, where you can lose and people are still going to come out and want to watch you. But more than want to watch, demand that you fight again because of what you bring. Sure. Because of the anticipation of what you bring. With Tyson, maybe he bites the guy's head off. You know, it's, sure. a, little, it's a little different. But, but with Arturo Gatti, it's, you know, that he's going to give everything. Mm -hmm. He's going to give his soul. And he's going to keep coming. And it's theater. It's drama. And guess what? People pay a lot of money. Broadway's opening up again. <laughs> but they're, 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 those shows are going to be sold out. Why? Drama. Sure. Theater. Curtain opening <laughs> up. And that's what kind of brings. And that, that's the X factor here. You know, so trilogy, smilogy, killogy, whatever you want to call it, it's going to happen again because he, he's the Broadway man. Sure. And I do, I want to leave you on this one thing unrelated to this fight because I don't know when I'm going to have the opportunity to speak with you. We spoke with Pauline Malinaji about a year and a half ago before his bare knuckle boxing debut yeah. against Artem Lobov. And we asked him, what's the difference between MMA fans and boxing fans? And his, phrase, his phrasing was, MMA fans are a little cartoonish, and he accredited that to MMA fans haven't witnessed, in his words, quote, their heroes haven't died. They haven't seen their heroes die in the ring. Boxing fans have seen their favorite boxers take so much damage. They've gone into comas. They've not come back out of the comas. And until we've seen that, we are not as educated as boxing fans. I would like to get just your thoughts on that. Now that's deep, you know, and, and Paulie was always a deep kid, you know, a smart fighter. You know, he... he he didn't, he wasn't at the head of the class with physical attributes, but he was smart. He was intelligent. He became a champion with those, and speed. He had speed and, you know, understanding what boxing was all about. Navigating your distance, you know, uh, geography, you know, knowing the geography that made sense. And he, he, he deserves a lot of credit for being a guy who, again, wasn't at the top of his class when it came to just pure physical ability. Mm -hmm. But... He became a champion. So part of him being a champion was his intellect. Well, that's intellect what you're talking about right here. That's deep sure. intellect. That's deep spiritual thinking. Um, I, I think the MMA fans are great. Uh, I really, I, I love them uh, because they're passionate. And I don't completely agree with, I get what he, where he's going, but I don't want to see no one die. And you don't going to see no one die. Uh, when I see whether it's Silva or whether it was tonight or whether it was another fight, I can't remember who they were, but it wasn't all that long ago where, where you got a compound fraction, the leg just, mm -hmm. uh, who was that? That wasn't too long ago. Uh, Chris Weidman, his oh, leg just snapped. Oh, my yeah. goodness. Uh, you see, you know what? Uh, that, that's, that's death. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's pretty damn close to death. I mean, you, you're seeing that so... I think if you're saying that the fans have to go through the fire, I'm going to say you guys went through the fire. Sure. I, you guys went through the fire. Because when you see that kind of stuff, it's traumatic. It's difficult. It's hard to overcome. It's hard to block that out of your mind. So you understand what mortality is. Mm -hmm. 
by seeing that because you see a guy's leg broken in half, you say, oh, something else could have been broken in half. His neck could have been broken in half. So you do understand that. You, you do understand that threshold of, you know, living and dying, of being mortal and being a superhero. Mm -hmm. And we're all mortal. Sure. It's a reminder that as, as gladiator-like, and they are gladiators, these guys, and so are my guys. They are gladiators, but they're human. Bones break. Mm -hmm. And I don't think we have to see someone die. I think that, again... I think that the fans, the, the UFC, the MMA fans, they understand both the beauty and the brutality of this sport and what a thin line it is. Well, thank you so much, Teddy Alice. I can't think of a better way to end this. This has been Jose Youngs here with the legendary Teddy Alice here inside the T-Mobile Arena. That is a wrap from our UFC 264 post-fight show. You're listening to the Vox Media Podcast Network.